0: Hello, and welcome to the Space Coast Pet Podcast, the podcast for pets and the people who love them. Now, here's your host, veterinarian, Dr. Roger Welton. Good morning, pet lovers, and welcome to the Space Coast Pet Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Roger Welton, practicing veterinarian, a.k.a. Dr. Roger, Coming to you from the Florida Space Coast, an amazing scene is playing out in front of my eyes right now. I live on a beautiful lake. Uh, there's conservation land behind it, and so it's very, it's very wildlifey out here. <laughs> and um, <clears throat> my town of Vieira just the magnificent job of preserving all of these uh, pockets of conservation land interspersed among our suburban town that sprouted up 20 years ago, Um, and so I have the pleasure of just seeing wildlife around me all the time. It's just so neat, and right now, there is a giant flock of pelicans hanging out with a giant flock of cormorants. I don't know if you know, uh, and and these pelicans are white pelicans. They're just gorgeous, and the cormorants, I don't know if you... You may not know what they are they 're a water bird um, they 're common in our intercoastal waters here on the east coast of Florida and they 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 're black and they got orange beaks and they they dive underwater for for uh, fish and um, they 're just they 're just spectacular and uh, literally i 'm looking at oh my god i, I can 't even count them there 's so many pelicans and um, cormorants in my lake it 's just incredible so sorry, I had to share that with you i 'm just I'm having such a good time right now podcasting and watching the scene unfold um in my backyard so today we're going to talk about anxiety um this is a real problem a real issue in dogs and cats and many of you listening have probably experienced the results of anxiety the consequences of it sometimes it can even manifest physically in dogs and cats particularly in cats and we're going to get into all that this um this this episode was uh, actually requested by a client in my new clinic, uh, Premier Veterinary Care, a really really nice gentleman who's got an amazing dog who unfortunately suffers you know to, to some degree uh, from anxiety. He's just the sweetest thing. He's uh, he's very timid. He's very loved, and this owner just would do anything to uh, see to the both mental and, and health, physical health needs of, of his pet. And so I'm happy to do this episode uh, on anxiety because I think not just my patient, my new patient will benef- may benefit from it, but I think a number of people out there that have dogs that have all manners of anxiety disorders can, can also benefit. So um, I do have some uh, listener email here. This is just amazing. My good friend Paula, my, my groomer from the, the West Coast, um, uh, commented on our dental episode, and uh, it, of course, it's just always an enjoyable enjoyable uh, email from uh, one of my favorite listeners. So uh, let, let's just dive right into it. Hi, Dr. Roger. Well, actually, it says Dr. Roger. Uh, talk about timing. First of all, of course, I'm listening, and much respect to you, Don. I know how hard you're working. I'm your neighbor to the north in Thousand Oaks. That's pretty awesome. I listened to this episode today, quote-unquote, parentheses, Tuesday, a few days late, but I turned it on just as I was starting a dog with the worst teeth I've ever seen. I'm constantly counseling my clients who take better care of the teeth, and this one has been especially egregious. I told her today that she needs to have the dog groomed at the vet uh, if she isn't going to take care of the issues, teeth, and weight. I won't have the poor pooch dying on my table. We shall see what she does. I sent her the link to the podcast, but I'm not holding my breath. And speaking of breath, I'm getting over a cold, so it made working on this poor dog more tolerable since I can barely smell anything. I'm forwarding a clip I posted to my Instagram a while back. Someone asked me to send a video of me brushing my dog's teeth, so I made it public. It wasn't hard to teach the corgi to tolerate it, and now it's a daily routine. We brush our teeth together. Yeah, I need a life. <laughs> we all do, Paula. I hope you enjoy the video. Must have sound on. And thank you for another great episode, Paula and the Corgi. Um, so she, in a separate email, she sent me the link. I just watched it. It is amazing. By the way, Paula, that Corgi is absolutely delightfully adorable, and um, the 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 teeth brushing is just amazing with the with the uh, the music behind it. It's it's priceless the, the, you're gonna you're gonna help so many people with this video because you, you know let's face it corgis they're a lot of fun and they're really sweet and they're cute but they're not always the most cooperative little creatures and and so to see your corgi being so accepting of his toothbrush and even seeming to enjoy it um, and there's hope for all of us Paula so thank you so much i'm going to share this link on the uh the, the the show page so anybody can click uh click on paula's instagram video and and check that out for yourselves it's just phenomenal. Thank you so much for your contribution as always and please keep your amazing emails coming so we're going to talk about anxiety today and Paula I'm sure you have dealt with some pretty anxious patients uh, in your own right I'm sure you You face the same challenges that we do with with patients that come in that are just very scared and and the consequences of that is that it can be very difficult to work with them and see to their needs. It's probably worse for you because you have to do the dastardly nail trim, which if you if you ask the veterinary technician what the least favorite part of their job is, and believe me, these ladies. They don't make a lot of money. They do this job because they just love what they do. But the one part they hate, they hate the nail trims. Um, <clears throat> it's the most common source of injury. I have seen countless technicians hurt their necks, hurt their spines, get bitten, you know, just, just for over nail trims because these, these, these patients get just so utterly in a panic over it. And Paul, I'm sure you're doing that all the time. So kudos to you. Perhaps maybe... Um, we could be of some assistance with this episode today. So anxiety it is a real issue. It, you know I, being being a, a you know a naive young man, you know, I I erroneously many moons ago thought of mental illness as weakness, you know, as uh come on, pull it together, but what being a veterinarian has taught me is no it it is a real problem. It is a real um pathological illness that we need to consider as 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 serious as any physical manifestation uh because dogs are not inherently weak cats are not inherently weak they have these anxiety disorders and a lot of it stems from an abnormality in brain chemistry and and they and they need help um it's not a matter of weakness and i've had uh, family members deal with with mental illness and i've just Learned a lot uh, about it on the human side just by virtue of that experience those experiences and um, Seeing it as a practitioner virtually on a daily basis. I see, you know, one or two Patients that that have real anxiety and we need to manage it. So the thing about anxiety is that it it's There's no magic bullet for it. It's a multimodal approach um, There's no one thing that's going to help and, and any 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 practitioner or or product let's say du jour out there that tells you this they're they're, they're what they're offering one single thing is going to be nothing short of miraculous is either naive or selling you a bill of goods because you no know, it's a multimodal approach and i happen to have a passion for labrador retrievers I, it's my favorite breed i've had at least one lab in my life since the age of 21. Uh, i absolutely love labrador retrievers but with them comes a, a significantly higher tendency to have separation anxiety um, my last absolutely beloved Labrador retriever, Bernie, um, big 86 pound, gentle, giant mush bag of a dog. I just absolutely love him. Uh, I, 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 could, I could almost start weeping, thinking about him. I still miss him so much. I lost him in 2019, but just an amazing dog. But I had the <laughs> the pleasure of having to deal, in his case, with separation anxiety, but also uh, thunderstorm anxiety, which which here in Florida... You know you have a thunderstorm every afternoon from about June all the way through almost October. You can count on that daily thunderstorm, and so I had to manage anxiety in a big way with Bernie and I'll talk about what my recipe was for him ultimately so let's start with natural stuff um and we're gonna start on the canine side and then we will parlay to cats because cats the cats are are unique in that their their anxiety can actually lead to manifestations of Uh, disease of the urinary bladder um it's called uh, idiopathic cystitis and so dogs can physically manifest uh mental illness into physical illness as well a little bit differently not the bladder but um other other organ systems so so let's talk about anxiety so uh you know there there's there's a number of different manifestations of it uh i just talked about my bernie uh you know, the, the, you leave the house. If I didn't have him in a crate, he would literally uh, rip open my couch pillows. He would potentially put holes in walls. He would chew up anything he could find. He would even void in the house. And, you know, this dog is a very, he was a, he was potty trained like out of the gate. He was so easy to potty train. And, and so for him to do that, I knew he was really suffering uh, until I started to get it under control. Um, lots of times a crate, is part of the solution for separation anxiety dogs because it gives them a safe place, but it's not the only thing that you need to do. You need to to help them in other ways. So what are natural approaches for dogs um, that that have uh, anxiety, whether it's noise anxiety, separation anxiety, um, just general anxiety where they're just nervous, nervous Nelly dogs? Um, One of the first things that I'll recommend is putting them on Fortiflora, So Fortiflora is a probiotic that um, is made by Purina, and the the study that went into this was actually specifically done on Labrador Retrievers because of their tendency to have separation anxiety uh, to different degrees. It's so common in the breed, so they used Labrador Retrievers as their test study, and what what they discovered was that there are five strains of, of bacteria that are essential digestive bacteria that are directly... Uh, tied to serotonin um, production in the brain, so serotonin is our neurotransmitter that is pulsing and coursing through the brain during times when we feel contentment, we feel safety, we feel peace. Um, serotonin is 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 that. sort of that calming neurotransmitter and that's why a lot of the medications out there whether you're looking at tricyclics or ssris they're actually the the net result of those medications is to leave more serotonin out in the body or i'm sorry in the brain so that there is less feeling of anxiety fear um and and more feelings of of contentment and safety so so what we're referring to uh in in, on the on the side of the fortiflora is what's known as enhancing the gut brain axis so this is very previously was very well studied in people so people that suffer from inflammatory bowel diseases such as crohn's disease or uh, uh, ulcerative colitis also tend to have a concurrent um, higher predisposition to clinical depression uh panic disorders other 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 things that that you kind of blanket term anxiety, um, and that's tied to the fact that they have guts that are struggling to keep up with uh, keeping a normal bacterial environment in their, in their guts that is necessary for proper digestion. Um, they have chronic inflammation. The chronic inflammation favors sometimes the overcrowding of bad bacteria uh, and, and that crowds out the good bacteria that's necessary for not just digestion, but as it turns out, necessary for optimal brain chemistry uh, to keep them um, mentally sound. And so, so one, of the, one of the big uh, approaches in treating inflammatory bowel disease is, is providing probiotic, um, pharmaceutical-grade probiotic in the billions to promote a healthy gut. Um, but in turn, that also per- per- promotes a healthy mind, and so that's the same premise with with dogs is where uh, they've identified these these five strains, and they're specifically tied to mental health. And um, the, it, it was a five year study, and essentially ninety five percent of the study participants showed improvement, and so that's 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 phenomenal. You know, you are enhancing their gut health, which is never a bad idea, and then in turn, you are then. Promoting um, a, a healthy mind, less anxiety, more feelings of contentment. So I would any 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 dog that has anxiety right out of the gate, I'm saying get him on four to Flora immediately. There's no downside. Uh, but as I said, is it miraculous? Probably not going to be. If you're coming to my office and you have a primary complaint of chronic anxiety in your dog no this this is an issue that you know we're not just a little bit of a nervous nelly no we have probably some some deep-seated anxiety issues and so that's not going to be the only way we're going to be able to handle it so the next thing i want to talk about is a compound called adaptil so the word adapt like adapt to change with an il at the end of it so adaptil um is a pheromone therapy so so the 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 premise this came from is from the lactating uh female dog that is is milk feeding her puppies so there is a um there is a a, a pheromone that she releases when she has milk letdown um milk letdown is uh it's, it's when the mammaries fill and engorge with milk and it's time for those puppies to feed well she releases this this um this pheromone that the puppies smell it and they sense contentment. They want to get close to mom. They want to snuggle in and settle in and calm down and feed. And literally Adaptil is that pheromone in a bottle. Um, it's 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 not witch doctory, I promise you folks, because it's got clinical data behind it. It's made by a company called Nutramax. Nutramax has a tremendous reputation uh, for their product lines as it, as it pertains to nutraceuticals. Nutraceuticals are nutritional supplements. It is an industry that is not FDA regulated. So whenever you're going down the path of nutraceuticals, you want to make sure you have a reputable company with a very strong name behind them and product quality. Nutramax makes all kinds of stuff. They make the feline equivalent uh, uh, of the pheromone therapy called feel-away. It's a little bit different. I'll get into that when I get into, into the cats in a moment, but adaptil. Um, so it comes in a spray. The spray lasts for um, six to eight hours, and um, you can you can spray it on a bandana and tie the bandana around the, dog, the dog's neck. Uh, that's one way uh, I will recommend. Maybe you have a nervous patient coming in. We know that the vet visit is tough for them, so hey, let's put that 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 that, that first round of anxiety relief on board, and let's tie that bandana on that dog. Spray down an adaptil, You know, maybe. An hour or two before you leave the house um, it has it comes in a plug in diffuser so let's say you have a dog with separation anxiety um, and uh, you want to provide relief for that well before you leave the home you plug in that diffuser it covers a seven eight hundred square foot uh, room or a seven to eight hundred square foot uh, uh, room that uh, area. Um, ideally, you want to maybe have a closed off area to just increase the potency and the concentration of the pheromone in the air. Ideally, I would probably plug that diffuser in close to where the dog is going to be housed. So for example, the, the crate, if they're crated. Um, a lot of boarding kennels uh, these days are actually as standard protocol uh, using adaptable plug-in diffusers as their uh, fear-free approach when they're when they're boarding dogs, so definitely not which doctory, and that's something you can you can get right at a pet store or purchase online, and it's a very natural approach. Again, like the Flora, there is no downside. Um, another natural approach is there are supplements out there with. Um, that have the milk protein casein in them um, casein is a, a milk protein that uh, is tied to the old wives tale that's not such an old wives tale that if you can't sleep warm up some milk and have some warm milk well um, you know that was at some point sort of kind of laughed off as well yeah that was just mom just telling me something that grandma told her and it's just, you know, not really true. Well no, guess what? It is true. What um warming the milk does is it activates casein in the milk and casein has a very calming effect on people. It has the same effect on, on dogs. Now the problem is Dogs and cats are very lactose intolerant, so don't be warming up milk. Please don't do that because you're going to give them a, a pet case of the farts and maybe diarrhea. So, um, But there are supplements out there, a number of them, that, that have uh, isolated milk casein in them. And there's actually on the feline side a diet called CD stress. Again, I'll get into that. Uh, when we get into the kitty cats, but it has casein in the food, Um, and and that's sort of a a dual modality approach because it's also a urinary prescription, uh, uh, your bladder support diet. Again, I'll get into that with the kitty cats. Uh, But yeah, milk casein supplement. You could do all this together, folks, all of it together. And then lastly, there is, if you have episodal um, anxieties such as separation anxiety when you leave the house, or in the case of my poor Bernie, had also had um thunderstorm anxiety, there is the thunder shirt. Um, you can even use it when um, you take the dog to the vet. So, what does a thunder shirt do? It it, it it's um, a vest that goes on the dog very comfortably. It velcros on, and it just creates uniform compression throughout their the the thoracic cavity and part of their abdominal cavity, and it it just makes them feel snuggled. It's uh, even compression and. Um, as a result, sort of has a snuggy effect. You remember when we, uh, those of us who were human parents, you would, you would swaddle your baby when they were first born, and they would get so comfortable in there, all wrapped up with just their little face sticking out. Um, it kind of has that sort of effect on dogs. Um, interestingly, when you get the, the Thunder Shirt, it says that it may not show a benefit for the first three to four times. So make sure you give it its due diligence and and don't give up on it if you don't see an immediate result. Well, it was the fourth time that I saw a benefit in Bernie, and it, it helped him again. It was not a magic bullet, but um, it it most certainly was part of part of what um, ultimately made his life a lot more tolerable living in Florida and enabling me to leave the house without uh, him being you know in a in a deep state of panic. So, so that's the thunder shirt, and, and by the way, get get the brand because they're not paying me to, to, to tout them. By the way, they're, the 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 knockoffs don't work as well. I've seen that clinically. For some reason, their patented thunder shirt um, works works the best of, of all the the products that are out there. So they're only like thirty six or forty bucks or something like that. So you know, don't don't try to save ten bucks by getting a knockoff. Get the real thunder shirt. Um, and, and so that's that's kind of um, all of the things that 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 I would recommend from a natural point of view. Um, when it comes to the veterinary visit, I will often enact a calming protocol for dogs that, um, you know, not only is it terrible for the patient to be in in a state of that much angst, and you know, every time they come to us, they're like, oh, no, like their hackles are up, and they know, you know, they're on edge. They remember, and and you want to make the experience at the vet as as minimally unpleasant as possible for them. So yes, it's for the patient folks. It's also for our safety, right? I mean, we're, we're in a job that where we, we, we're frequently getting injured. my workers comp is it's, we got to hit that up a few times a year because somebody, somebody gets injured, uh, from, from an animal. And, um, you know, so it's also for our own safety. So, um, the comp protocol is pretty neat. And you could suggest this to your own veterinarian. If you have a very, um, severely, uh, um, either fear either, um, aggressive or even outright aggressive dog that behaves that way at the vet. Um, what I'll do is I'll use a, a three drug protocol. Um, it starts two days prior to the visit. So what we do is we front load gabapentin. Gabapentin is, uh, has a number of uses in veterinary medicine. One of them is Uh, Seizure control one of them is anxiety Um, It it also is really good for nerve pain and we're learning it's also a good good ancillary pain reliever for arthritic pain And other types of pain that are not necessarily associated directly with nerves Uh, But as a calming agent is here where we're we're really taking a look at it right now uh, for our purposes And so I'll front load that at 19 milligrams per kilogram twice a day for two days leading up to the visit and then we'll do that the morning of the visit 90 minutes prior so these dogs have to have a morning visit for this to work then with that i'm combining trazodone trazodone is commonly used in um, human medicine for uh, insomnia so it calms an overactive mind has a calming effect uh, when used long term it has actually serotonin increasing effect in the brain and what i'll do is i will dose that at uh, three milligrams per pound of body weight the night before the visit and the morning of 90 minutes prior. And then lastly, I will use acepromazine. Acepromazine is a neuroleptic. I don't like to use it by itself because um, it does outwardly calm the dog, but it doesn't calm the mind. It just makes them less reactive. And to me, using acepromazine alone is cruel because internally they're still panicking. They're just not showing you the panic. So you can, you know, maybe work with them a little more easily or at home they're not being as vocal, but internally they're crying Um, but in in this modality we're already using gabapentin and trazodone it can add uh, let yet another layer of cooperativeness to some of these dogs and so for like a dog I would say you know south of uh, I I would say like I I don't have an exact uh, milligram per kilogram or milligram per uh, pound dose in my brain. Cause I just kind of eyeball it. I, is super, super safe. Um, you know, so for smaller dogs, I'll, I'll do like 10 or 20 milligrams. So like a little toy breed, would get 10 milligram, uh, medium sized dog would maybe get 20, 30 milligrams. And then, um, for the bigger dogs, we're looking at probably 50 to 75 milligrams, but you know, your vet would know the actual, uh, dosing, um, in, in their own mind, especially if you're going to be backpacking it with, with two other medications. And that one you're just going to give 90 minutes prior to the visit, morning of. Um, and, and that often brings these dogs in, in a much better state. Um, you can still, you know, throw a thunder shirt on them and spray it down with some adaptil to add an extra layer of natural relief for them. But that's my calming protocol. So while we're on the pharmaceutical side of it, where are we going with the pharmaceutical side of it? Um, you know, the the uh, I'm sorry, we're, we're, while we're on the pharmaceutical side of uh, immediate results, where can we go with the long term pharmaceutical um, efficacy? Like, What can we do for them? For example, with people we can we can treat with Paxil, we can treat with Lexapro, Prozac, things of that nature that are going to provide a long term benefit to the patient. Uh, We can do the same things with dogs, but that's gonna be my sort of last ditch effort to uh, make them mentally comfortable because these are, in the end, drugs. They're not dangerous drugs, but they are certainly drugs, nonetheless. Um, The the one I'm gonna use most commonly is fluoxetine, which is generic Prozac. Um, It's dosed at one milligram per kilogram once a day. And um, essentially, because the net result is it inhibits an enzyme that takes up serotonin, leaving you know thereby leaving more out there. It takes time to build that serotonin, and it could be one to two months before an owner sees um, any efficacy. And so that's where I'm looking to do some, some of that more immediate stuff from the natural side, from the pharmaceutical side, to help the dog while we're you know, waiting for that, that fluoxetine to, um, to, to gradually increase the serotonin. So essentially, you know, again, I'm not saying last-ditch effort because it's a dangerous medication. It's not. You know, I do monitoring blood work maybe once a year for patients on fluvoxetine. It tends to suppress appetite a little bit. All those drugs in general, uh, any of the ones that you may choose, Uh, Might have an appetite suppressing effect in your dog in my Labrador retriever was a non a non-issue because good luck suppressing the appetite of a Labrador retriever Um, I did have him on Prozac. Uh, That was part of my uh, Solution with him and I am going to get into Bernie as my example of what I did To keep him mentally comfortable through the course of his life is in working through his anxieties, but I do like fluoxetine Um, I like its safety. It's got a a track record that is um, very very well-established um, I would not, uh, I'm not a fan of Clomacom. Clomacom is, I believe, made by Zoetis. Um, I just haven't had good results with it. That is a veter- veterinary specific anxiolytic medication. Uh, again, along the lines of, uh, a, a Prozac or a Paxil or one of those. Um, amitriptyline is another one that's used out there. Uh, that's also one milligram uh, per kilogram once a day for amitriptyline. I'm not really looking To use that for general anxiety, it's more episodal anxiety. So, like the dogs that legitimately have more panic attack, like like uh, scenarios where something triggers them, and you know, just like a panic attack in people, I believe that's the most common use of amitriptyline in people. But that's another legitimate one out there. Um, I I understand that Paxil is being used in dogs now. I have no experience with it, so um, I really have no comment on Paxil at this point in time. But if your vets going there, um, I, my understanding is in the last few years, it is a direction that some veterinarians have put, uh, some of these dogs on, uh, but I can't really comment too much on it. So let's go to Bernie real quick. What did I do for Bernie? So Bernie, whenever I left the house, I sprayed down his, um, his thunder shirt with adaptal. Um, I put on his thunder shirt and then I put him in his crate and that's all I had to do. I didn't have to drug him in any way, shape or form. He was perfectly fine. Um, did, did, no issues whatsoever. Um, down the road when I actually had a webcam, I left it in there, and he was just sleeping peacefully, restfully. As he got older and two senior years, I'd even come home, and you know, he didn't even hear me come in. He'd still be sound asleep, and, and that's all it took, uh, and that was my natural approach with, with Bernie as far as the separation anxiety is concerned. With the thunderstorm anxiety, that was a different story. Um, what I found with Bernie was uh, I had to you know he was like a, a a living barometer like the storm could be a half hour or 45 minutes or even an hour out it's sunny out it's beautiful but Bernie's already pacing and panting and I'm like oh there's a storm coming it's imminent and so he let me know so I was able to throw the shirt on him uh, spray it down with the adaptil and then in addition to that I also gave him a trazodone uh, at a dose of two milligrams per pound and and so in 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 the case of Bernie he um, he, he got his his trazodone uh, on an as needed basis, which was just about every day, though, because there's a thunderstorm every day in the state of Florida. And then thankfully, come winter um, and, and, you know, f- for most of the spring, you're not getting those thunderstorms. And so Bernie was just fine and didn't actually need the trazodone. And then Bernie was on a one milligram, one milligram per kilogram dose of fluoxetine, which is generic Prozac, and he did take that daily. So he needed all those layers of treatment to keep him happy um, You know, during those times. He was a very happy dog, but just those specific circumstances made him, made him unhappy and, and, and full of anxiety. And so that, that's what it took to keep him comfortable. Now, I didn't have the opportunity to use Fortiflora on him because uh, it, wasn't, uh, it wasn't out uh, when I had Bernie. I think it had just like launched maybe the year before um he passed away and so i never had the opportunity to see the results of hortiflora on him Uh, thankfully my current labrador retriever and my rescue dog alvin uh, don't have anxiety problems and so um not needing to use any of that right now so very happy to report that so let's talk about our feline friends so so cats are are interesting with anxiety um they're they don't typically manifest it like dogs do. You don't see them in a state of panic. They internalize it. And as a result, it can manifest in a condition called idiopathic cystitis. And so idiopathic cystitis is very frustrating because cats that obstruct or cats that um, have these 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 urinary issues where they literally have blood in their urine. And they're they're vocalizing when they're trying to urinate. And in the case of the males, they can actually obstruct because the inflammation is so profound in the bladder that they actually form mucus plugs that can plug their urethra. The plumbing of a male cow, uh, when it comes to the lower urinary tract, was not built very well. When we when the bladder exits through the pelvis and converts into the urethra the urethra of the, of the male cat is very thin it's very twisty and turny so it goes north up towards the tail and then it turns south down towards the feet only to turn north again <laughs> and so there every one of those hard hard turns that it makes is an opportunity for an obstruction to occur and it doesn't take much to get them there so this is a serious health hazard for cats that are that have anxiety that that um, you know, and a lot of them, the I, I tell the owners that you know their their cystitis is tied to stress, and the owners are like, "But what are you talking about? He was walking around. He's he's a big mushbag at home." Well, he's not letting you know. Cats are tremendously strong and tough creatures, and that comes meant they're mentally tough as well. And and so there could be a tomcat that moved into the neighborhood that's outside that is you know he's picking up the scent of that that tomcat, and it's it's stressing him to high heaven. And it's manifesting as as um, a physical symptom in this case the urinary tract and so um, the reason cats perhaps even more so than dogs can manifest physically uh, with 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 physical problems from from stress is because by their nature they're what are called cal- catecholamine um, driven animals so they are driven by their fight-or-flight system so if you watch a cat outside trying to cross the street it could take them an hour to do so because they're going to take a few steps look around hide take a few steps look around hide they're always on high alert and they they spook you know you can see a cat get spooked and run up a tree in like a hot second because their fight or flight system is so so on alert all the time more so that way more so than dogs um, incidentally back to dogs real quick they don't manifest with uh, urinary problems physically uh, from me- mental uh, anxiety, but they can manifest with um, GI problems. So we, we see quite a bit of stress colitis in dogs. I just wanted to to comment on that real quick. But back to our kitties. Um, so what do we do for these cats? Well, the feline equivalent to Adaptil is Feliway, and the same company makes it. But it's not derived from the lactating female, though. Um, this particular uh, f- f- pheromone is actually adapted from Um, the glands that live on the base of the tail and just in front of the ears on the top of the head lots of cats have uh, thinner hair in those glandular areas and when you'll see a cat when you know we we chalk it up as affection but they'll walk over and they'll kind of rub their head on you and then keep walking and then rub the base of their tail on you Um, they'll even do it to inanimate objects and what they're doing is yeah we see it as a sign of affection and in, in many ways it is but they're marking you as safe they're saying, you know what? I'm putting my gland on you, and I'm 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 reminding myself every time I come back towards you that you are safe to me. They'll do it to a table. They'll do it to, you know, any number of inanimate objects, and that's why they are always re- reminded of their safe places. Um, they'll do it when they're let out. Uh, you know, I, I'm not a fan of 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 letting cats outside, um, outside of a screened in porch. I don't think it's right. I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole right now, but for cats that do get let out though, they're going to do the same thing when they're wandering around suburban neighborhoods. They're going to mark things as safe, areas as safe, uh, too. That that way they're always reminded where their safe places are. Um, so feel away is that pheromone in a bottle, um, just like the adaptil is the lactating females pheromone in a bottle. And so you can spray that on their bedding. You can, um, if there's a particular room the cat likes to hang out, you can you can do a plug-in diffuser as well. Um, when you are taking them to the vet, if they're particularly difficult at the vet, uh, challenging, get really scared, you can spray down their bedding uh, in the carrier uh, with the uh, the feelaway. You know, one or two hours prior to leaving. Um, a lot of clinics these days are doing the fear-free approach and uh, standard protocol, putting feel feelaway uh, diffusers in their in their uh, exam rooms. I'm a canine and feline clinic, so I can't really go there, go to the fear free. Um, other than we do give them little um, for the for our patients that are a little bit nervous, um, uh, feel away snuggies. So we we'll, you, know, you can actually spray like a little mouse toy or something, and put it in a ziploc bag for the day. And then um, you know if a particularly stressed cat comes in, you can you can you know while they're waiting in the waiting room or in the exam room, you can just kind of toss it in their carrier so they can pick up on the scent of the feel-away if the owners don't have feel-away at home. But that's the extent of my fear-free because I have to cater to both the the fear of dogs and cats. And I don't know if they would necessarily, um, if the, the, the smell of, let's say I had an adaptable diffuser and a feel-away diffuser plug-in at the same time, if they there would be any sort of negating effect to that. I don't know the answer to that, but I just didn't see it as um, a wise direction to go because I have to see to the needs of both species. Um, but uh, from a pharmaceutical point of view, if you have an unhappy kitty that goes to the vet, uh, the calming protocol I love for cats is, is called um, uh, get the Gabapentin Protocol. It's 100 milligrams per cat, and you give it to them the night before, and then the morning of 12 hours later, 90 minutes prior to the visit, it is amazing the effect it has on these cats, and it's super, super safe. They come in, and they'll even be growling at me, and, and they're talking, but uh, they're not physically acting out. They're not biting me. They're not scratching. It really takes that edge off, and you know they might still tell me off a little bit, but lots of times um, you know, we are very successful and very safely uh, calming down those cats and having a, a successful visit where I can actually get my hands on the patient, not just give them their immunizations, but give them a good examination. Um, let's get to the dietary side of it. I did hint at that when I was talking about dogs. On the dietary side of it, um, we have there's a diet that Hills makes called CD stress. So CD uh, prevents urinary crystals and stabilizes the urinary pH of the cat so that they're going to not have the risk of forming bladder crystals or bladder stones. It keeps that pH nice and neutral. It also prevent, It also promotes a healthy bladder to have that pH just right and that mineral balance just right. Uh, but the stress part of it is they actually put milk casein in the diet. So like the supplements for dogs that have the warm milk effect um, on them because they, they isolate the casein and put it in the supplement. Same thing for cats. You can absolutely, um, it's in the food though, so you don't have to worry about giving them a separate supplement. I've seen a lot of good results with CD stress. Um, you would need a prescription from your vet for that diet, but it's, it's very, very good and a really nice solution for folks. Those of you that are dealing with, cats that have uh, idiopathic cystitis uh, problems or chronic urinary problems that manifest in other ways like crystals or their are prone infections. CD stress is a great, great, great opportunity to, to naturally help your cat. So that's my episode for today. There's a lot to talk about. Um, I'd like to thank my client for not just taking the time to listen, but also, uh, you know, Actively making a suggestion. I'd like to thank Paula for yet another awesome, pithy email. Please keep them coming. Folks, thank you for listening. The, the, the swans, or i listen to me, swans, the the pelicans and the cormorants are still just coursing all over my lake, and uh, I'm going to go outside and take some pictures. I hope you all enjoy, uh, enjoy the rest of your day. Take care. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Haha, in my dentist's office.